Hello and welcome to Cane and Rinse Sound of Play 104. Wednesday in Sound of Play, we bring you some of our and your favorite pieces from the many video game soundtracks we've enjoyed over the decades. Joining me, Ryan Heyman, in Sound of Play 104 is Sean O'Brien. Hello, hello. Hey, it's it's been a while since we've recorded together. Yeah. This is fun. You know, we're both kind of uh, operating on you know, different time zones, but closer than the usual eight hours I have to account for when <laughs> yeah. I'm recording with my England friends. <laughs> yeah, it's a <laughs> bit easier this time around. This first song that you played us in with, this mm. is a request of yours, this comes from a 2017 game. Have you been playing Prey recently, or is that something that's just kind of, you know, been bouncing around the memory? If you hopped on that early, it would have been a couple months by now. I actually didn't really get along with Prey very well. I only played it for about a couple hours, honestly, but this track kind of kicks off the game entirely. So it starts off. I don't know if have you played any of it? The uh, the kind of lukewarm reception put mm-hmm. me off yeah. of the kind of like middling interest I had to begin with. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like a week before it came out, they put out a demo, which was basically the start mm-hmm. of the game. So I, I, was, I was whatever, I'll give it a shot. So I, I popped it on. And, and so it kicks off like you, you, you wake up in your apartment and uh, you get a call from your brother says, hey, get on the helicopter come on over to our lab and we're gonna do some tests so you're like okay cool so you get on the helicopter and uh and then you just like you you walk onto it but then you sit down and then it takes away control from you and and then you're just kind of looking out the window of this uh helicopter as it flies across the city in this like gorgeous scenery where it Mm. projects the name of the developer you know bethesda softworks on on Mm -hmm. like projects it like kind of like like it's part of the building. So it'd be like signs on top of the building with their oh, names cool. and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's a neat little thing. But the <laughs> song is just so fun. Like it's just such a neat little 80 synth kind of 
uh, song, which yeah. I wasn't expecting at all from this game. And um, <laughs> so I, I was really into that. And then like the game proper kind of starts. And then I was kind of like, <laughs> I almost kind of like immediately fell off from the game. I just didn't, really didn't get mm-hmm. along with the gameplay and the story felt Bioshocky or or... I felt, I felt like I'd seen all this kind of stuff before, so I, I kind of fell off from the game. But that song is is killer, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's Mick Gordon, so everybody knows him from uh, at least from Doom, and his Doom soundtrack is ridiculous. So it's it's cool to see him doing something entirely Doom 2016, different. 2016, we should right. clarify, oh, sorry. <laughs> not the original. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which we should also put that same clarification <laughs> for, Prey for Prey as right, well. Yeah. Yeah. every single time we refer to these games we should like append <laughs> right. that year to the end just to like yeah. shame them for <laughs> yeah. this awful practice that we keep falling back into yeah, of just exactly. naming our games the same thing as something yeah. else but yeah. anyways. so weird only one generation apart with these two also it's just really yeah, strange really. bit uh, of a pet peeve there yeah uh, so this is a kind of acts as the theme song to the game mm. uh, in a way you know what's played over the opening title sequence so mm-hmm. to speak mm-hmm. Is this representative of the rest of the soundtrack, or is this kind um, of like a one-off this, song? This particular song is is very uh, specific to itself, but it is a mostly synthy kind of soundtrack. Okay. Um, it's kind of yeah, I guess it's kind of mostly eighty synthy, but this is this one's a lot more. Uh, I guess you can kind of like dance and boogie to this song. So yeah, uh, yeah. the other stuff not so much. It's a little more um, the game hmm. itself. Even though I didn't really catch on with it, it's pretty atmospheric. So the music kind of complements that as well. I think for video games, especially or video games that are supposed to be more kind of immersive, Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of atmospheric music, Mm -hmm. the more kind of like minimalist tone stuff, uh, tends to suit the moment to moment gameplay better. Sure. But when I have a soundtrack full of songs that are like this, and that's something I can really get behind. And so I was was really hoping that this would be (laughs) kind of an indicative, um, because I I would definitely hunt down the rest of the soundtrack (laughs) if every song was sounding like this. Yeah. I really like this song. Yeah, it's a great (laughs) song. I mean, I I guess I can't say for sure for the, because I never Mm -hmm. finished it, but I mean, from what I did play of it, this this did seem to be on its own. Cool. It kind of reminds me of that uh, song that uh, Max Payne 3 kind of climaxed with as Mm -hmm. well. Tears, yeah, by health. Oh, man. Don't even get it started. I was getting ready. I was almost <laughs> going to bring a Max Payne 3 song on here too tonight, but uh, mm. <laughs> not this time. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with that. Yeah, really. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to a, uh, a different song here. We've got a few issues back. I guess it's been quite a while now. Man, it feels like just yesterday, but we put <laughs> some, uh, some serious distance in between the a Donkey Kong Country special that mm. I did with Darren. Mm-hmm. Darren Gargett, our... <laughs> our loyal or rare enthusiast of the group <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm bringing another song sort of from donkey kong country 2 mm-hmm. i'm remembering now that i did another donkey kong country 2 cover <laughs> just two <laughs> issues back on on this podcast as well mm-hmm. so i don't know i guess i've been on a bit of a donkey kong country 2 kick <laughs> recently but only the covers <laughs> that's right well you know i've listened to the original soundtrack so much oh, sure, that uh, it's it's kind of fun to branch out a little bit but mm-hmm. this one is a really excellent piece this is mining melancholy a metal cover by ro panuganti i apologize for the pronunciation if that is not correct this was just posted on youtube i really enjoyed it uh, the original composition is of course by david wise it kind of fits in with the donkey kong country 2 soundtrack it does some really interesting things that entire soundtrack it's kind of like a verse chorus structure in a way, okay. or kind of like an A-B section uh, structure in that it starts playing like a really cool piece of music, something that you can really get into, something you can kind of groove with. Mm-hmm. And then just out of nowhere, it hits you with 
you know, the, these chords, this musical structure, I wish that I had the kind of like musical vocabulary to better describe it, but something that just like really kind of like grabs onto your soul and holds mm-hmm. onto it for a while. And it's just, you know, like a really powerful passage. And a lot of the Donkey Kong Country 2 songs are like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really like about this soundtrack. It's really dynamic. It really takes you on an emotional journey <laughs> with all of these songs. And I think that the really kind of like screaming guitar cover <laughs> <laughs> brings out that dichotomy even more. Mm. And oh, it's just so satisfying when Roe reaches those really kind of standout moments in yeah. the song. Um, because yeah, the uh kind of the extra clarity that the modern recording equipment brings it mm-hmm. um, makes those segments stand out even more. Uh now Sean, I know that you have a little bit of experience with um the metal genre mm-hmm, with sure. some uh, yeah. instrument playing mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do uh, video game metal covers strike you? Uh, I listened for, or I look out for them like all the time. Like honestly, I just, I don't know, last or a couple weeks ago, I finished uh, Near Automata. I think you're, you think you're playing yeah, it right yeah. now. Um, <laughs> when you say finished, how okay, finished yeah. <laughs> do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I did the main three ending. Well, oh, I okay, don't want to spoil anything. Cool. I did, yeah, I finished most yeah, of it. That's fair. Okay. There's more than one of ending course, yeah. in a near sequel. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> um, um, but oh man, like th- that music alone is is gorgeous by mm. itself. But I, of course, I started immediately looking out for metal covers of of and and sure enough, they're out there. So yeah, I do this pretty often. I do it like movies too. I read some soundtracks. Really, like mm, yeah. like the Terminator Two soundtrack makes the perfect metal cover. It's just, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I, I listen for this stuff all the time. And this is great. I listened to this earlier today and it's just, he he nails it. Some of these solos are crazy. So it's really good. Yeah, you know, he, uh, I'm so familiar with the original version of the mm-hmm. song that I'm kind of like listening out for certain notes that are, that have kind of like become my favorite mm-hmm. notes, you know, like. Sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listening to instrumental music, like you'll have those like favorite moments, just like mm-hmm. a. Uh, just like hearing your favorite lines of a song that you yep. always sing along with whenever they come around. And and he does change up a couple of lines in kind of like the, the heart and soul of the piece. Mm-hmm. And at first it's a little jarring and it's a little bit like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you broke my favorite piece of the song, but <laughs> I have to admit that like what he does with it is really cool as well. Yeah. And so I, I don't want to undersell that. Uh, um, you know, the, the most interesting covers are always transformative in some ways. Of course, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, this is more than just a straight transposition of the mm-hmm. music into a different instrument. Like yeah. it's, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a rewriting here mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, that's I, always, cool. uh, I always appreciate that with covers. Because if, if you're not going to make it your own, then why bother doing mm-hmm. it in the first place, you know? Yeah. So anyways, this is the Mining Melancholy metal cover, a 2015 remix of a Donkey Kong Country 2 song. See how different it sounds for those of you familiar with the original.
All right, our next track is a request from the forum. This comes from Pablo My Ruin, who I always appreciate the requests from. <laughs> Good taste there. I think our tastes tend to align. And uh, this one is no exception, which is why I featured it on the show. <laughs> Pablo My Ruin says, I hope you're planning on another happiness-themed show soon. Here's a balls-to-the-wall happy tune. Those are two uh, terms I don't hear often together. (laughs) Ain't nothing finer than a self-indulgent jazz flute solo. Can't agree more. This is not a happiness-themed show, and so we we were playing some happy tunes, but uh, this one is a a favorite of mine, and I had to just selfishly grab that one. But this is uh, from Little Big Planet 2. This Mm -hmm. is a song called The Gardens, composed by Matt Clark and Kenny Young, friend of the show. (laughs) And it's probably like the song that I think of when I, well, I don't know, actually when I, it's kind of the other way around. When Mm -hmm. I listen to the song, it brings me back into Little Big Planet 2. Exactly. Like really pulls me back in. Yeah. If you actually listen to it musically as well, and if you just kind of like sit with the music, which I don't know if I've done since, you know, Little Big Planet 2 is new. Right. It's a really smart composition and it has a lot of, uh, like it really takes you on a journey mm-hmm. and it's a, a good kind of like a storytelling type of piece, which I think Fits the, the uh, media for... molecule team is, is really good at bringing out of their music. Totally in agreement with you. I, I absolutely love a little bit of planet too. And it, and it, man, it crushes me that, that dreams isn't out yet because I, I, <laughs> I love media yes. molecule. Like they're, they're one of my favorite developers right now. And, and it's this, this song exactly. I, just, I think it's, on, it might even be like the first level of the game. There's this, hmm. This uh, the song. Well, not the intro, but maybe like the first proper level of the game. I think is mm-hmm. where the song kicks in. Yeah, I just I, the, I immediately see all the. Um, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love this track. The Gardens by Matt Clark and Kenny Young from Little Big Planet Two. Thank you. 
All right, our next track is coming from a game that I uh, have not played, um, but I still appreciate the music for. Mm. The Wild Arms series is a uh, series that I keep hearing the name of thrown around a lot, but mm. uh, it, it's one that I'm so inexperienced with that I don't know if I could even like point to a screenshot of and correctly identify. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, but it feels like it's such like an integral part of a certain era of gaming. But I, I do really like this song. It's very kind of like jazzy, very mm-hmm. laid back. It's another song, kind of like the last one that uh, kind of takes you on a journey, tells a story, um, evolves as it goes. Uh, it has in a very distinct movements with different kind of instrumental goals, mm-hmm. I, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, but mostly it's it's really mellow. It's really jazzy and mm-hmm. it knows when to kind of kick into gear when mm-hmm. it needs to. Yeah. And I appreciate the kind of really smart dynamics that the song has going on. Uh, Sean, do you have any more experience with the <laughs> Wild Arms series than I do? No, I, I, I own the first game, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I've never played it. I think I picked it up in some random sale. So I, 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 I mean, I've picked it up off of name alone, mostly because, as you mm-hmm. said, it's a, it's a familiar name. And it feels like every time someone brings up some kind of poll, like, what game do you want Sony to bring back? Wild Arms seems to always reach at least, you know, the top five of those kind of lists. So mm. I'd like to someday. And this song, really, I listened to it earlier today as well. Um, and it, it made me want to give it even more of a shot. I just, I don't know. It's, it's all these games are so big now. I just don't know <laughs> when to find time for another. It's a JRPG, isn't it? Like, it's uh, this kind of series or? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, this is Nightless City Guavar Babello, which I assume is one of the uh, locations in the game. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I wish I was more informed. <laughs> I, I just really like the music, though. And, you know, that's okay. Like, I want to provide adequate history. And, uh, you know, I think that makes for a more interesting show. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I don't want to just limit the playlist to songs of uh, coming from games that I consider myself an expert in because eventually people would get tired of Parappa the Rapper music. So I have to branch out a little bit. You don't know for sure. (laughs) It's true. Uh, Yes, this is composed by Michiko Naruke. One of the things I was thinking of with, uh, with Wild Arms is that the first two kind of major made for Switch games Mm -hmm. are Breath of the Wild and Arms. <laughs> arms. Yeah, and so go. I wonder if there's a little like a little something going on there. <laughs> Good thing. Anyways, here's a little bit of a jazzy music like I always like to bring to the show. Nightless City, Guara Babello <laughs> from Wild Arms 4. <laughs>
right, speaking of some more kind of like understated, mm. uh, kind of relaxing music. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you're bringing us something from Payday 2. Are you familiar with Payday or, or either of the games? I, I know a lot about the games. I've seen them played, but okay. um, I, I'm not an online enthusiast, okay, to sure. put it lightly. So it's not one that I've spent a lot of time with. Right. Well, for for yourself and for anyone who hasn't really uh, played much of the games, it's it's basically it's a four player co op game where you're performing heists of a certain kind. So it's a uh, you and four other, three other people trying to break into a bank or mm-hmm. trying to break someone out of prison. The soundtrack that goes with each of these heists is always it's meant to be dynamic so they all have at least at i would say probably like three branches you need to have the first branch which is you casing the joint so you're kind of just you're mm. walking around before you're not doing any actions yet you're just kind of like you're trying to um so say you're breaking into the bank you need to walk around and you kind of like mark where the security officers are and then you kind of mark where the cameras are and while this is going on you got this really kind of Almost always it's a low, like quiet bass tone underneath and a kind of quiet bass beat. So it's just, it's tense. It's not like, hmm. in, it's not like over empowering or anything like that. It's just kind of like, it's just, you yeah. know, it's a little tense, but you're not, you know, you're, you're focused. So there's another branch, which is that kind of same music, but just amped up a little bit. So this, this would be like when you're, so you got it all cased out and you want to just start the heist out. So you got to like start drilling mm-hmm. through a wall or planting thermite somewhere so you can break through the vault and stuff like that. And then there's the third branch, which is when stuff goes wrong or, or if it doesn't go wrong and you want, and you want to go in guns blazing, like you can do that too. Um, mm-hmm. But that's when like the beat starts kicking in and the snare starts happening. And the, if it, if it has guitars, guitarists come in. And so it's always more dynamic that way. And it, and it, and it ratchets mm-hmm. up the tension for you too, as the player, as you're, as you're, especially if, if, if it, you didn't mean to go in guns blazing, you know, a cop sees you, a mm, hostage right. gets away, stuff like that and calls the cops. And so you have your guy on the phone and he, um, he messages to you like, Oh, they're, they're coming. The cops are coming. So that's when the second branch would kick in. So, you know, it's really cool. It, 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 each track kind of has that up and down dynamic to it. And it's just, it's, it makes it for an intense gunfight against police officers, which is not a nice thing. Um, but uh, but you know if if you're if you're into that kind of thing, I think these games are are pretty fun. That sounds really neat. And every time that I hear it described, it sounds like exactly the kind of thing that I'd be into because mm-hmm. I really love like heist movies mm-hmm. and such. Yeah, um, I know that the developers kind of fallen out of public favor for their. Uh, kind of lack yeah. of support of the console versions big and time that, yeah. <laughs> um, a few kind of unfavorable decisions that they've made mm-hmm. even with their core PC audience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's um, unfortunate. Yeah, the games do look really interesting. And yeah. so um, it, it's something I'd be interested to try if I had enough kind of friends together. Yeah. That's the thing. Like um, if you get together four people who can all communicate really well and you, you plan yeah. it out just perfectly doing everything in stealth is actually really uh, rewarding in a way. It, it, doubly rewarding in game also is you get like XP or whatever kind of stuff like that, but it's uh, it can be a really fun experience. But yeah, as you say, the console versions are fine, but mm-hmm. as far as, as support, yeah, they, they supported the PC version 10 times as much and, and mm-hmm. still, yeah, as you said, I think it was the microtransaction issue that, that, they said right. originally that there was never going to be any, and then of course they folded and, and put some out there. So it's unfortunate, but you know, it's, it's these games end up turning into very kind of long-standing platforms, and so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I, I think 
especially with a sequel, usually when they put out something with like a two at the end, they're used to, you know, turning it around and getting three out the door the next year or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if they were even expecting this to become like a, like a five, six year yeah, institution. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they ended up like getting some deals with, I know they made like a hotline Miami level and mm, they made yeah, a yeah. John Wick level. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, so they made a lot of like interesting uh, partnerships along the way. So, and I, and I think they're working on a third one as well as a Switch version for Payday 2. Well, that's cool. Let's listen to this uh, also constantly evolving song, The Mark, by Simon Vickland from Payday 2. Thank you. 
Our next song is another request from the forum. This comes from Caligari from the forum who says, I've recently polished off the fantastic gothic em-up Sexy Brutale, an isometric adventure puzzle game developed by Cavalier Game Studios and Tequila Works that sees you manipulating time to prevent the many deaths that are occurring in the casino mansion. Honestly, I think that you guys could devote an entire show to the fantastic soundtrack by Matt Bonham and Tim Cotterall. Not only does it fit the world perfectly, an unsettling mixture of jazz and swing, but the music seems to hold important audio clues and cues that help you to prevent the many deaths that are occurring in the mansion. The following track is actually one of the more audibly pleasant pieces in the game, tarnished only slightly by the fact that it's being played by a character as he openly plots the murder of one of the mansion's guests. Yes, this is Broken, Lucas's Song Piano, or Lucas's Song Piano. It's all kind of, <laughs> you know, one one sentence there, so I don't know how to break that up. Yeah, that <laughs> but uh, by it's uh, composed by Matt Bonham and Tim Cutterall, as we said before. This comes from The Sexy Brutale, which, as I come to understand it, is a recent indie game about mm-hmm. uh, kind of a uh, Groundhog's Day setup where you replay the same... Um, same hour or however long over and over hmm. trying to prevent the the murders of several guests kind of like a reverse danganronpa or 999 <laughs> or something like that yeah. or you have to kind of explore the space learn all these character stories and uh, keep them from getting killed kind of majora's mass style string together as many of these kind of saving moments as you can hmm. uh, but it looks really interesting it looks like yeah, the kind of thing great. that i'd yeah really get into and i'm so i'm really dying for it to go on sale one of these days so I can hop into it. Uh, it has a very appealing visual aesthetic as well. It seems to be really well complemented by the soundtrack. And, you know, I for one can't wait to hear it in context. Mm. So let's listen to Broken Lucas's Song Piano <laughs> from The Sexy Brutale. Thank you. 
cool. We are coming back with some classic NES music. <laughs> you know, I don't know if there's any better way to describe it than this is just like a very NES song. And sometimes that's exactly what I'm in the mood for. <laughs> is this like the actual version from the game? Because it sounds so much more intense than any other like NES soundtrack. Like there's so much going on. Yeah, yeah. This seems to be the... Um, wow. That's what awesome. you would hear if you actually played it on the soundtrack. It yeah. has a very beefy bass line, yeah. which yeah. I don't know if I'm always <laughs> expecting from mm-hmm. NES songs. I know that uh, Sunsoft uh, used to use the sample line or the sample channel on mm-hmm. the NES sound chip for their, their bass line since they mm-hmm. had a very distinctive bass sound. But I, I don't know if that's the same case here, mm. but it, it is a very driving, very... Um, Another song that would fit in well with kind of metal instrumentation. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have a ton to say about this. Mm. Um, this comes from Silver Surfer. This is level one composed by the great Tim Fallon, who knows his way around a, an old school video game composition. Sure so if, any, like it, if anyone can get the most out of a sound chip, it's going to be Tim Fallon. <laughs> uh, let's listen to some great NES music.
Our next song is a request from the forum. This comes from Max Stat, who says, I'm going to continue my shameless lobbying of Hollow Knight because the lack of attention this game received is just criminal. Uh, you know, I don't know if I can uh, if I can entirely get behind that. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, mean, I feel thank like you, a lot of people are talking the request, about it. But uh, I've heard nothing but good things yeah. about Hollow Knight. Yeah, me too. I think it's been getting a fair amount of attention mm-hmm. uh, for how kind of a, I don't want to say smaller release, but it's an indie game coming sure. from mm-hmm. a studio name that I'm not familiar with before. So for yeah. a debut, as far as I know, uh, this is a uh, seems to be a really well received game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sean, cool. have you have you uh, dived into Hollow Knight yet? I haven't. No, <laughs> as we're talking about, look how was well received. I, I, I haven't played it myself, but I, I've seen, as you said, I've seen the name popping around a lot, and this song's gorgeous. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, I haven't played it myself. Yeah, I've been listening to the Hollow Knight soundtrack um, kind of off and on over the past couple of weeks, and mm. uh, it's really good, kind of all the way through. Got some really clear and crisp instrumentation, which anyone who's listened to this show before knows that that's kind of something that I always um, Mm. drool over. But I I think that this track is uh, very representative of the soundtrack. Yeah, and and it looks to me like it, I mean, I haven't played it, but just looking at images from the game and and a little bit of the trailer, like it looks, uh, it looks like it matches the the style and Mm. tone, at least of the visuals for sure. Yeah, the visuals take on um, not quite the same kind of hand-drawn look like you'd expect from something that Mm -hmm. is a little over-animated in the way that like the recent Rayman games are over-animated, not in the bad way, but just to describe the style. Mm -hmm. Um, Hollow Knight does have like a kind of traditional cartoon feel though um, Mm -hmm. in that the, uh, the animations are very kind of lush, but it's also very kind of moody and minimalist mm. and seems to make very good use of a very small number of colors. Um, anyway, look up a trailer if you are not familiar with the game because it's uh, quite a looker. I think it makes quite an impression even from the you know video segments, the non-interactive mm. uh, you know trailer exhibitions. Um, so it's really one that I... Can't wait to play myself. Let's listen to a little bit of music from Hollow Knight. This is Green Path by Christopher Larkin coming from Hollow Knight. Thank you. 
We have one track left to go, but remember, you can venture over to our forum at canandrinse.com forum. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at canandrinse, and you can use any of these sources to request a song, and we will play that on the show. We have quite a list, but we will append this onto the end. And uh, you never know, sometimes we play newer stuff, sometimes we play some of our older requests. And also we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash that does help us create more sound of plays that um, improves the audio quality of some of the recording equipment that we use. And uh, we have a campaign set up right now, uh, mostly for the main podcast, although I'm sure it'll help out sound mm-hmm. of play as well. But uh, by November, I think is the deadline for our campaign. If we are able to raise $3,000 a month, then we will be able to uh, double the number of Canon Rinse podcasts that we put out every year from 50 to 100, which is a dizzying amount (laughs) of high quality podcasting. Um, I always really appreciate listening to the very thorough, very in-depth research that Leon and the rest of the team do Mm -hmm. for that main podcast. And uh, to think that we might be getting twice as much of it next year uh, Mm -hmm. is is really kind of cool. I'd like to thank Sean O'Brien, a regular crew member of the Cannon Rinse crew for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, as well as our many community contributors. Please keep the request coming. We always appreciate hearing what uh, your uh, what your musical tastes bring to the table. Speaking of which, Sean, mm. uh, you have experience with the Kill Zone series, which I do not, so I'm going to yes. let you handle the outro <laughs> on this one. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn lately and it, and it uh, made me think about guerrilla games and how um, a lot of people are saying that you know it's really cool that they've moved on from Killzone and, or that they were given the chance uh, to get away from Killzone and it is it's true like the, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is a pretty cool game and it, and it is cool that they got to do something entirely new but I am a big fan honestly of Killzone 2 and 3 Shadowfall not so much um, but uh, I think I think guerrilla games always wanted Killzone to be uh much bigger and more, I guess, important than it really was, mm. especially given the name, like Killzone. Like, so this track that I picked is from Killzone 3, and it's the uh, opening wait, wait, song. Wait, I'm not going to let you get away from the no, name uh, there. I'm coming back. I'm okay. coming back. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> no, so you say Killzone is pretty yeah. much the most generic thing exactly. I can think of, but I would really love to hear your explanation for why you, <laughs> no, so like why this, you like it so much. This okay, Well, the name or the game? I mean, I like the game. Yeah, the name it's, itself. It's, okay. The, the well, games themselves look, look really interesting and cool. I, I like the uh, the aesthetic that they sure. create, the kind of color choice that they mm-hmm. use, the mm-hmm. um, kind of cutting edge graphical performance that they're yep. able to get out of the PlayStation 3 hardware, especially. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know why they called it Killzone. Like, I think they really did themselves a disservice because... Mm. Because the games themselves are kind like I don't think they're as stupid as the name <laughs> what's on and and like this song okay, specifically okay. like this song is is like a gorgeous orchestral piece yeah, um, definitely that, that kicks off it's, it's the intro to Kills on Three like when you pop it on is the opening credits and everything. And and it just it, when I listen to this song, I don't think the word "kill zone" in my head. Like it's just mm. it doesn't make sense. Like I, I don't know, but 
the, the, both soundtracks are, are full of music like this. There's some more bombastic stuff that you would expect from a, from a first-person mm-hmm. shooter. Um, but, you know, Joris Deman, he's, he's done a whole bunch of soundtracks over the, over the years. And, and, and this, this particular track just, I don't know, I love it. It's, it's, it's very, um, it's kind of like sad almost, <laughs> which, yeah. which is, 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 again, an interesting choice for, uh, you know, a stupid named game called Killzone. Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's an interesting choice. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to see them come, or someone at least come back to Killzone because there's something there that, that there's a really interesting story to be told, I think, in the Killzone series between, there's so much like political stuff in there and, mm-hmm. and good acting and everything but they never really pulled it together and i think someone could someday <laughs> maybe mm. it's not guerrilla games and i know guerrilla cambridge made the uh, the vita version which is also really good so i don't know i, I think it's it, there's still something some life in the franchise yet anyway getting back to the music however uh i think mm. this song is, is is a great song yeah it has uh, it's a very sensitive song mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. um, it, it has a lot of what solo violin music does so well, you know, mm-hmm. kind of backed by a really quiet orchestra. It makes you kind of like lean in to hear that solo line as it kind of slowly fades back into the orchestra and leaves you just wanting a little bit more. You know, there's a, uh, something really kind of emotional about that, um, solo violin sound that always gets me. Uh, and you hear that all the time in soundtracks, but I think it's done really effectively here. And again, not something that I would expect to hear kind of opening up a game called Killzone, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a really, a uh, really nice song, really mm-hmm. great way to end off the podcast. This is And Ever We Fight On by Yorstamon from Killzone 3. We will see you next week. <laughs>